General Electric ups the ante. Facebook tumbles on Q3 earnings. UPS delivers big and Verizon partners with Amazon. This is the running with the money briefing. Let's get into it. And we are back with another briefing for the day here. It's a beautiful Tuesday, but what is going on in the markets? Well, as of right now, we have the Dow Jones sitting up just about 50 points, the NASDAQ just about 11, and the S&P up just about 12. This comes as the Dow Jones um, wasn't really doing much this morning, a lot of chop, but the NASDAQ absolutely opened uh, like a rocket ship at the open here, and it's lost a ton of steam midday. So we're going to get into the markets and what is going on. Um, but you also take a look at other big time market uh, metrics here or other industry metrics. Um, we check in on bonds in the bond market and we look at the U.S. 10-year yield um, or treasury yield and we see that sitting at 1.623%. It's actually moving to the downside. And then we take a look at oil. That's up 1.10%. Currently moving up over 84.50. Currently sitting WTI crude sitting at 84.67 a barrel. We got Brent up 0.51% and net gas finally taking a breather after a big run yesterday. Uh, currently sitting up point uh, down. 0.34%. So, an interesting day in the markets, but we're going to get into what is running the markets and some of the biggest headlines of the day. And as you know, this week is just full of earnings um, and big times earnings results. So, we're going to get into one of the biggest industrials out there, at least one of the most iconic, and that is General Electric. They delivered Q3 results this morning, and while they weren't too bad, we take a look at the reaction of General Electric stock today, and we actually see it up 2.27% on these results. So, what in the world is going on? with GE. Well, First, let's take a look at the results. Total orders coming in at $22.1 billion. It's up 42% with organic orders up 42%. On the downside here, we have total revenues um, on a gap basis coming in at $18.4 billion. That's down 1% in industrial organic revenues coming in at $17.6 billion. And that is down 1% year over year as well. So total total orders increasing, but those total revenues decreasing year over year by 1%. Now we shift into... Um, GE's uh, adjusted GE industrial organic margin expansion. So margins here we see or adjusted GE um, industrial margins here uh, moving up 270 basis points year over year adjusted EPS coming in at 57 cents. Um, And we also see uh, free cash flow for GE coming in at $1.7 billion. Not all too bad results. So really what we saw here is improving margins. We also saw improving orders and we also saw improving, um, you take a look here, free cash flow. But on the flip side of this, you saw revenue come in under the expectation, um, not delivering uh, sizable year over year growth. But once again, General Electric is not like, it's not like they're a massive growth stock or anything. They're an industrial and they're a sysical and they're going to grow with the economy and you know as we know and we have seen um some economic growth metrics have been flashing to the downside of late maybe it's that maybe it's not who knows you'd really have to dig through these quarterly results but those are the headline results coming out of GE now one of the biggest headlines coming out of their Q3 results this morning was actually that they upped the ante here on their full year earnings forecast 
and they now expect those margins to significantly improve. So we take a look and they're raising their margins and adjusted EPS expectations with flat revenue growth in full year 2021. And they also are raising their guidance to see narrowing free cash flow. So they are expecting um, also higher than expected profits here um, over the course of the next year and quarter as well. So very interesting stuff coming out of General Electric, the company um, actually delivering on most uh, numbers here above expectations. So very good numbers or in line numbers coming out of General Electric, the stock moving up on the news 2.24%. Now we shift into Facebook. That's enough General Electric talk. Um, and you know, this was the biggest headline of the night last night. They delivered earnings last night after the bell and they delivered an EPS, um, or an earnings per share of $3.22. Uh, that was above the expectation or the estimates of $3.19. But you take a look here and they missed on revenue with total revenue coming in at 29.0. $1 billion. Now that still is up 33%, 35% year over year, but you can also see that it's below that $29.57 billion expectation on an analyst. And if we look at Facebook stock today, the name is absolutely getting nailed. It's down 5.17%. That's 16.99 points, and it continues to move to the downside. I'm not sure when this thing uh, stops moving to the downside. In the past three months, it's down 14%. You take a look, and it's way off those highs, all the way up over 380 bucks a share. So Facebook continues to get crushed. But let's continue to go through these numbers. We have daily active users, otherwise known as DAUs, coming in at 1.93 billion uh, DAUs use and you know that beat the expectation well actually it didn't even beat the expectation it came in line with the expectation of 1.93 billion daus um, out of the analyst estimates now we also have monthly active users maus the estimate for that metric was 2.93 billion um maus and it came in unfortunately at 2.91 billion maus so they missed on maus they were in line on daus missed on revenue um and they beat the earnings uh per share expectation now we also take a look at average revenue per user which is a very important metric for a lot of these social media names Facebook also. Um, and you see average revenue per user coming in at $10 versus $10.15 that was expected by the street. So not the best numbers coming out of Facebook when compared to those analyst estimates. Um, but there was a lot of news on the metaverse front coming out of these earnings. Um, and Facebook did know on quote, according to CNBC, that it expects expects its investment in the hardware and VR segment to reduce operating profit in 2021 by approximately $10 billion. So the company investing big time in VR, in the metaverse, and there is a lot of hype around the metaverse and a lot of calls today to buy Facebook down the 17 points simply because they're making this mega transition over to the metaverse. That Facebook quarter Q3 earnings, definitely a quarter to dig into. And just so you know, after this show um, today, we are also going to be dropping the deep dive on Facebook with all the Q3 results, all the latest headlines and all the fundamentals behind it. And we'll sift through uh, Facebook as a company and determine if it's 
still a great long-term investment within 15 minutes. So keep your eye out for the Facebook deep dive also dropping today after the briefing. Now shifting into the biggest analyst calls of the day, we have City initiating coverage of Coinbase as a buy. What did City have to say about Coinbase? They said, quote, notwithstanding Coinbase's significant exposure to cryptocurrency prices, the stock offers investors direct exposure to increased retail and institutional adoption. Still, as a high or a crypto economy facilitator, we see stock position to make higher highs and higher lows relative to crypto volatility as adoption increases. So, City uh, initiating coverage of Coinbase as a buy, citing the crypto adoption continuing. They believe the stock continues to make higher highs and higher lows, which is awesome on a technical basis. Um, so, it's safe to say City is bullish on Coinbase and the crypto market, supposedly. Now, JP Morgan reiterating Facebook as overweight, saying, quote, the combination of lower revenue and higher expenses suggests 2022 and 2023 estimates are likely to come down across the street with focus on whether Facebook will drive single-digit or double-digit annual EPS growth over the next few years. We are encouraged, however, that Facebook will work through iOS headwinds in 2022 and also generate incremental revenue streams in Reels and Shops. So JP Morgan here continuing to believe in Facebook in the future over the course of the next few years. And they do believe that Facebook is going to get the job done, especially when navigating these iOS changes that were experienced um, way back a few months ago and have been affecting these social media names, both on the performance front and earnings front. Now, shifting into Bank of America, reiterating Apple as neutral, saying, quote, we expect Apple, ticker symbol AAPL, to report a strong fourth quarter. Quarter 2021 and model revenue of $86.6 billion, which compares to Street at $84.6 billion. This is despite limited selling days in the quarter for the new iPhone 13 models. So Bank of America continuing to like Apple here, even though they've experienced some supply chain challenges and their models have Apple coming in at $86.6 billion in revenue for the fourth quarter of 2021, um, beating the street expectation of $84.6 billion. And therefore, um, they are signaling that they like like Apple, but they're still neutral on the stock. Not too sure on what it is going to do here. Bank of America reiterating Apple as neutral. And then we have Morgan Stanley reiterating Spotify as overweight, saying, quote, after more than doubling in value in 2020, Spotify shares have significantly lagged our broader coverage group's performance year to date. As we look to 2022, we believe it offers a uniquely compelling upside case if premium user growth accelerates and growth margins expand. So, Morgan Stanley noting that Spotify has lagged the overall market even though the company has experienced a sizable amount of growth and therefore they believe there's upside in the stock and it's one to pay attention to especially going into this earnings season and there's a lot of tech names delivering earnings this week. Now shifting in the earnings over at UPS they delivered big they delivered on an adjusted basis an operating profit to $2.71 per share that is above the estimate of $2.55 per share out of Refinitiv. So a beat there on operating profit. You take a look, um, and it came in at $2.9 billion, uh, which was much better than the $2.36 billion expectation. We look at revenue coming in at $23.18 billion. It's up 9.2% year over year and beat the expectation of $22.56 billion. You sift through that revenue, and you see that U.S. operations revenue came in at $14.21 billion. It's up 7.4% year over year. So UPS absolutely 
uh, blowing out, you could say, the expectations, both on the operating profit front, the revenue front, and we really dig in here, and the company also raised. Um, so they not only beat the expectations, but they raised their full-year adjusted operating margin targets to 13% from 12.7%, citing the upcoming holiday season, boosting growth. Now, you also got some news out of management here. They cited what was driving um, the growth out of UPS throughout the past quarter, and they did say that a lot of this growth was mostly due to the fact that there was strong e-com demand and therefore since the e-commerce demand was so strong they were able to raise prices so they had a little bit more pricing power throughout the quarter. They also noted that they're getting more picky with their customers um, and they're picking more profitable uh, customers over those weaker ones and they're getting rid of some customers that they simply don't like. So I like what UPS management is doing. I really do. They're cleaning up the company. They're making it more profitable, more efficient um, and they're seeing increased demand now as well out of the e-commerce area, giving them a little bit more pricing power. And therefore, they beat here on operating uh, profit expectation. They beat on the revenue front. So beating um, on some pretty darn solid metrics and raising that full year adjusted operating margin target to 13%. Solid numbers coming out of UPS. And then finally, our final large headline of the day, we had Verizon partnering with Amazon. Now, what in the world is Verizon partnering with Amazon on? Well, they're partnering with Amazon to use Amazon's upcoming satellite internet system to expand their rural broadband access within the United States. Pretty interesting. So apparently, um, and we have seen this headline multiple times, Amazon is working on this project called Project Cupler. I believe that's how it's pronounced, K-U-I-P-E-R. And the network that Amazon is building has 3,236 satellites, and they plan to provide high-speed internet with these satellites. They plan to launch them into space and do this. Now, this sounds awfully familiar to something called called SpaceX and Starlink, you know, the company uh, that Elon Musk founded and runs, and he's launching these satellites in the space and providing internet right now, way ahead of Amazon. Anyway, what did Andy Jassy, CEO of Amazon, have to say about Project Cupler? Well, he said, quote, we're proud to be working together to explore bringing fast, reliable broadband to the customers and communities who need it most. So pretty much just a normal statement on the partnership with Verizon coming out of Amazon and given that we're talking about Amazon's Project Cupler here, their satellite um, project that's very similar to SpaceX just from the surface looking in, we also should touch on SpaceX, who is the clear leader in the space still. They have 1,740 satellites already launched to date, and they're already providing um, more than 100,000 users across 14 countries um, with internet, fast speed internet. Um, and the service price for that, 99 bucks a month. So Tesla is currently leading the space, but clearly other competitors are looking to get in such as Amazon and Verizon coming in and partnering with Amazon. That was a sizable headline. You take a look at the performance of both stocks today um, and you see Verizon up 0.87%. Meanwhile, Amazon moving slightly to the upside, currently sitting up, actually having quite a good day, up 1.62%. That's 53 points on the day, pushing back up over 33.50 a share. So solid stuff between Verizon and Amazon. And then finally, after the bell of the day, we have some big timer we got AMD, Microsoft, Google, Visa, Twitter, QuantumScape, and Texas Instruments. So, two large semiconductor names in there, Texas Instruments and AMD. We have some big dog tech names, Microsoft and Google. I consider Microsoft part of the FANG names, call it FAMANG. Um, and we have Twitter, a social media name to watch, as well as a credit services name or a financial name, Visa, here. And then QuantumScape over in that EV department. Some interesting stuff after the bell. Definitely some big-time
time earnings to be paying attention to. So quickly before we leave today and we round out the show, we got GE delivering solid results, inline results in some metrics in upping their full year earnings forecast um, this morning. Um, you take a look, you got Facebook delivering pretty much inline results, but missing on revenue, beating on EPS, and missing on MAUs and ARPU, but saying they're going to invest a lot of money into the metaverse. And then you have UPS beating the expectations nearly across the board, raising um, year-end expectations, and also getting more picky with customers and their profitability. This was another episode of the Running With The Money Briefing, and we will be back you know we'll be back tomorrow to go over the biggest times of the day, the biggest analyst calls, and much more. Thank you for listening. Eastly Profit Trade On, and I will see you tomorrow.